Hello. So I'm here today with a, a pal called Pay Hawkinson. And I met Pay earlier in the year. And um, Pay is a, a great chap who's living a, an utterly minimalist lifestyle and literally walking it as he talks it. So um, I was very, very impressed when I when I first met Pay and we started talking and went for a swim as well. So hello, Pay, and how do you feel today? Hey, good morning. Uh, I feel great. Uh, I uh, woke up very close to the ocean, uh, just north of San Diego in California. Uh, I've been down at the beach, um, checking out the waves, and they look great. It's a, a blue, sunny sky. A um, little bit chilly in the air still, but uh, it's going to be a fantastic day. So will you surf today? Yes. So I usually go um, in the early in the morning, because that's when you have the best waves, when the sun goes up around 7 a.m. Uh, but the, for the last couple of days, uh, the waves has really been great until uh, uh, actually the evening, I mean, the whole day, just been shifting with the tide. So uh, I like to experience a little bit, um, uh, some waves around 10, and then hopefully I get to do a sunset surf, which is absolutely magic, no clouds, and you have this, the sun turns in this, to this orange and it just dips into the ocean and you can keep surfing for another maybe 15, 20 minutes before it gets too dark and the lifeguards pull you in. So I'm assuming if there are lifeguards, then it's a well-populated beach. Yes. Um, well, all the tourists are gone now, so there's not a lot of beach, just locals on the beach. Um, there's a bunch of different kind of spots uh, that I've been trying uh, and they start... Uh, up in Oceanside and goes all the way down to um, Ocean Beach. Uh, so it's a stretch of about, uh, takes uh, maybe 30, 30 minutes to drive along the coast. So there's, um, it, it, it's probably, well, it is, it's, it, it's, it is the quintessential uh, California surf spot um, with big, big sandy beaches, with bluffs and um, sand bottom um, and really great uh, breaks. Uh, and there's a couple of classic places here that's just um, unbelievable. And uh, I seem to have been hitting it. Uh, I came here a couple of weeks ago and I seem to be hitting it spot on. Because the summer was um, uh, not that great, according to some of the guys that I know here. And uh, now it's starting to happen. So, you know, I feel very lucky and grateful. So I know you um, travel a lot and travel yes. light. So uh, will you be staying here for a little bit? Well, I'm actually heading up to San Francisco to see my sons tomorrow morning. Uh, so what I do is I, I will leave early morning um, uh, around six uh, to avoid the traffic uh, and also the, the weather, even though it's not summer hot, it's still around 25 degrees Celsius. Um, and I'd rather spend that outdoors than sitting in a car. And I will meet up with a couple of friends. And then in the evening, I will... Uh, once the traffic has subsided uh, in LA, I will drive along the coast and get to San Francisco in the early morning hours. Oh, so a proper plan. Yes. <laughs> it's best to, to, to drive when it's uh, dark. Uh, I can. I figured out that I can do cruise control all the way. So six hours of cruise control, which cuts the, the gas consumption with about 30%. Oh, brilliant. And I... So I, I yeah, I don't know if you told me or if I, I think, I'm not sure if you told me or if I read this, but um, I, I do remember you telling me about your car and how you used it as almost a toolbox to carry things. 
I think it got broken into, didn't it? Uh, I'm assuming you haven't replaced a lot of the stuff, have you? Well, it's actually, um, at that time, it was uh, it was pretty empty, which is good. So it was during the summer. Um, and uh, and then it got towed uh, due to that. So I, I, it was a little bit of hassle of getting it back. But um, uh, I've had to do a little bit of work on the car, but now it's in, in, in tip-top shape. And uh, it's... Uh, uh, and I'm traveling with fewer things now than, than ever, and which is such a relief. Uh, the trick is really just to figuring out what you want to do when, and having the right tools. And then you don't, or I, I don't even think about it. It's just, um, it's very functional. Uh, do you want me to tell you what, what I, what, how I packed the car? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to hear. Well, it's, well so, so it's probably the smallest. Uh, I get a lot of attention for the, for the car. So it's, it's the, the smallest possible car. It's a Mini Cooper S Clubman. So it's the state version. So it's stretched. So I can fit a board in the car. That's about seven, maximum seven, seven and a half uh, feet long. Uh, but I, uh, so I have it in the car when I lock the car somewhere. Um, and uh, otherwise I travel with it on the roof rack, which is um, where I have the, um, the surfboard and the mountain bike. And then in the trunk, I have a small Japanese uh, burner um, so I can make coffee and cook uh, on the beach. And it's, uh, the burner is so small that it you know, fits, fits in your pocket, uh, not including the, 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 the canister, of course. And then just um, a duffel bag with a piece of clothing, a wetsuit, a kettlebell, because I do workouts uh, at the beach or in parks. And um, a little bit of tech chargers, uh, my camera. And... Um, some uh, some snacks and that's it. That that is completely it. Yes. Oh well, I also have a a a, um, a, uh, a sleeping bag. So if I go to places where I need a sleeping bag, then I, I have that. But it's uh, that's also really compact. It's it's no bigger than a than a, a you know American football when you when it uh, when you when you contract it and make it smaller. So. Uh, yeah, that, that's it. That's it. And, uh, it's, and it's just, everything just works. Um, uh, especially driving up and down the, um, the coast here, I park the car and I take down my mountain bike and I you know, cruise around and then I get the board and, um, uh, the wetsuit. Uh, and it's, uh, it's simple. It's just, uh, uh, what I like about it is that there's always, there's, there's space. I mean, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't think that I'm on a road trip because there's nothing in the car. Um, that is uh, giving away that I'm actually traveling. Uh, a lot of people stuff things in the car and you can see that they're on a road trip. The only thing you see is mountain bike and a surfboard on the top, which could be any local, uh, which is kind of the trick to stay safe and not grab too much attention. And when you're not traveling, are you still hyper minimal and are you still without phone? Yes. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I, I dropped the phone because I realized I had three gadgets and um, I prefer the Apple Watch because it's uh, waterproof, so I can have that in the water at the beach. And um, I have a cellular on the Apple Watch, so I get my, uh, the essential messaging. And I can also do phone calls, and I can track surfing, um, physical activity, and uh, there's a, a map. And then uh, I use the iPad to work, uh, which is also connected. Um, and that's where I do the writing and the designing of newsletters and, and and communication, all that kind of stuff. And the iPhone felt like something in between. It's, it's not, doesn't work well with sand and water. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't work at the beach. Uh, plus I'm wearing sh shorts and it just, 
uh, I didn't need to be that uh, accessible or that distracted. So, yeah. so, so one, so the strategy is basically the watch is for when I'm on the go and the iPad is when I sit down to intentionally work and get things done and the motivator of getting things done quickly and not drop into some addictive rabbit hole is the weather and the beach. Um, so um, here in Encinitas, um, where I where I used to permanently live, uh, I spent the whole pandemic here. Um, I go to the local library, get in, do my stuff, close up, head to the beach. So you've got a favorite spot then that you associate with work? Yes. So I um, and it, it works well. They're open uh, most of the day. So I go there for small sessions, two, three hours at a time. And sometimes I sit and, and, and do stuff in the car. Uh, but I, I try to avoid, I mean, the beach is not good because it's, it's sunlight and it's, it doesn't work with tech. So I, I just leave it. Uh, but with a watch, I can, I can still be out and do physical stuff and contact people that I'm meeting up with the same day or with friends and I can stay in the know. But it's very, very uh, minimalistic. I'm just letting in on the watch. It's more a tool for me. Plus that people can reach me via uh, text messaging uh, and that's it. No social media, no browsing, nothing else. It's just there to be a, a, a very effective tool. Oh, it sounds fab. Are you still, um, are you still wearing your Finisterre hat? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's by the beanie <laughs> that I'm wearing now. It was, it was cold. It's chilly in the morning, so it's really chilly. So I realized, okay, I got to have the Finisterre. And I actually ordered a couple of things from them. Um, the base layers. Yeah. So for the for the winter time, um, after and before surf, it's or speci specifically after. It's nice to slip into the base layer um, and stay warm because um, it does get um, uh, colder. Not not much, but it, it um, especially when it's overcast yeah. in the day, then it, then it's cold. The fluctuation here seasonally is big. You yeah. Know, we, I'm assuming it's a, not quite such a range with you is that fair to say yeah that, that's fair to say i mean the, the, uh, the sunlight here is uh um it stays around uh there's just a couple of hours difference between winter and summertime so it's not as dramatic so in sweden when i lived there and there was you know over two decades ago um the winter time it got really dark and it was a, a dramatic shift um and the change could be uh, you know, over 12 hours a day and uh, just the sunlight is gone. While here in Southern California, the maximum is three, four hours at the most. It's, uh, but it's noticeable. If you're surfing, it's noticeable because you, during the summertime, you can get into the water about 5, 5.30. In wintertime, it's around 7, 7.30. Uh, and it's specifically in the evening, it's very noticeable because it's light until 8, 9 in the evening. And then with the daylight shift, uh, it's only light until about six five or six so uh, but that's that's during a short period of time in december january what what did it feel like living in um sweden with that 24-hour shift in terms of i mean you've lived in different time zones so i'm yeah. assuming you you understand how those different things impact on you and how they made you feel well uh i i felt uh, uh I, th I thought it was very hard it was i mean with my men men mindset and mentality and and uh, i felt that i needed uh, sunlight uh, much more uh, it could be very rough uh, during the winter time and the dark months um, and i didn't really realize how rough until i moved here 
that that darkness is um, is gone. And I, I didn't really enjoy. I don't really enjoy living in the city, and I didn't really enjoy living in um, in a place where uh, it gets light at nine and get dark at three, uh, and then you spend most of the time indoors. So uh, yeah. Uh, it's actually easier, I think, up in the northern parts of Sweden, um, where you have the snow, which lights up, and you outdoors. A lot of some friends of mine have moved up to the sort of middle part of Sweden, where you can go skiing at the, the this, this well-known Ora uh, ski resort, and they say that it's much better. It's improved due to that they have snow, plus they are outdoors much more. Yeah. It's helping them feeling better. Yeah, I, I've noticed that all I want to do is hunker down, like yeah. a fire. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, the hibernation. So I've thought a lot about that since I'm living a um, a very nomadic lifestyle. That the the toughest uh, quarter is the first quarter every year, because uh, then you we do get sort of the winter storms here, uh, and sometimes it's great surf, sometimes it's not. But it, it does get cold. And my favorite time here is between August and uh, November, so end of November, Thanksgiving. Sometimes until the new year. I mean, it's been years when I've been down here and it's been 20, 22 degrees Celsius in the, uh, during the day, uh, blue skies, and I've been surfing every day around Christmas and New Year's. So, so it, it shifts. Um, so I'm trying to design to be here at that time and then be somewhere else in the second quarter. And then the first quarter is always a challenge because uh, Europe is cold, uh, Northern Europe, um, California might have crappy weather, so it's. Then I, I tend to head down to Mexico, uh, southern Mexico, which is um, nice and warm. So I started in March uh, 2014, um, and uh, I stayed in 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 LA in Redondo Beach for uh, about two years, uh, but felt too stationary. I felt a little bit too trapped there. Didn't have the opportunity to um, to move around as much. Um, and during the pandemic, I was actually down here in Encinitas. Luckily enough, uh, but I still have that curiosity, and I like to travel, and I like to explore. So I'm I used to travel every week, and now I do, uh, which is not good, you know, for for your health or for the environment. So now I'm down to doing much better planned road trips. I'm gone for three weeks, and then I I bopped again with in San Francisco, uh, hanging out with family, and then I'm. You know, I head off again. Um, so they're better planned, better organized. So I, I've learned from, you know, jumping around to uh, do it more strategically and being sort of, a, it's, it's sort of a soft, very soft nomadic life. Yeah. That, that works. I, I can feel that I'm feeling better. I feel more grounded and more balanced when I spend time in nature and that when I get to go and visit different places where I both have friends, but I also really love being. I wonder, I mean, I, I've i got quite a um, stationary life, the opposite, let's say. And when I do go somewhere, if a lot happens in a week, say, it almost feels like I've lost track of time and time expands. Is that what it's like for you? Do you feel that your time has expanded and actually you, you sort of... Um, getting more time. Yes. Um, it's interesting you say that because I've been working with three ideas uh, for the past 10, 15 years, and that's, a, that's time, attention, and the creative energy. 
um, that, I, that I need and that I need to be in control of. Um, and the time aspect is that, yes, time expands when you travel like this, uh, when you find, find your flow in the traveling. So it feels like I've, I've been here for almost a year uh, and I've been here for maybe two and a half weeks now. So that's one thing. And another thing that expands time is to uh, uh, get up early in the morning and go to bed late and not use media as an entertainment, but being out in nature. Because every day here, is, it's long. It's, it's 18 hours. Uh, I get 18, between 16 and 18 hours every day uh, where I'm uh, outside. So I get up at 5 and go to bed around 10. Um, and that's, that's plenty. And then I think it's about doing fewer things. So yeah. being more focused yeah. and intentional um, and not... Um, so the newsletters that I write... I think about them uh, at the beach, but I'm trying to stay focused on um, one thing at a time and think about them, sketch them in my mind, uh, maybe dictate some some notes and some ideas via my Apple Watch. And then I, with intention, I go to the library, sit down and focus on that alone. Okay, I'm going to write this now. I have the keywords. I have the story. I have the ideas. Um, and now I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, make it happen so I, I do the first draft and i work on it to until i'm done and then i feel a great relief uh yes it's finished took maybe two three hours and then i can let go of that and that gives me energy and that sort of fuels this creative energy just by being able to manage time and attention in a much more balanced way i think and since i i have adhd so i've been struggling a lot with with the focus so i've had to figure out how I uh, use my focus because if you have ADHD, you you you're very uh, you're attracted to uh, sh shiny new things. So social media becomes very dangerous, um, but it's also a superpower because you can be hyper focused and completely absorbed. So when I go out surfing in the morning, I realize that it's also meditation because when I get back on the beach, I'm completely relaxed. I haven't thought about anything other than paddling and catching waves and talking to people and, and, you know, figuring out what I, what can I do better? Why did I end up in the wrong place? You know, like I didn't move and now the break shifting. So I'm completely absorbed in this environment, which really relaxes the mind. Uh, so it's, it's a sense of both physical uh, workout and mental relaxation. And then a bunch of this, you know, cosmic energy that's been traveling through the universe and, you know, into the, through the stratosphere and into the, you know, the water and the ocean and creating these amazing waves that I run, sort of ride for a couple of seconds, but then becomes part of, it feels like they've become part of me and it sets the, the tone for the rest of the day of just being calm and collected, laid back. And I've, I've done things that I need to do to function as a human being. And then I kind of dress, okay, now this is work. That's an email. I got to do this. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm divide that up through the day uh, to just have proper breaks and not, not do the eight-hour or 10-hour marathon sessions I used to do, but rather a uh, very focused sprint for maybe one and a half, two hours. And then let's go and have a burrito and read a book or talk to people or just sit in the sunshine. You, you make me think of two things then. The one is um, doing that thing first with the surfing and then doing your work. 
and then knowing that you're either going to go and surf again or have a burrito, um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like putting that limit on it that forces you to have to finish something or do something within a constricted time, isn't it? Because you know that you're you can't have that thing until you've done this, and yeah. so that's the one that's the one thing is would you recognise that? But then the other thing I wanted to ask you is, did you chance upon everything that you just explained and experienced through surfing, or did you expect to find that, and that's what attracted you to surfing? Well, I think I I, I just I've always had an attraction to the ocean. I sailed and windsurfed as a kid, and I, I wanted to progress to surfing because it's so simple. It's just a board, and uh, you know, wintertime wetsuit, and summertime just wear shorts. So um, I like the simplicity in it, and I didn't think it was going to bring me so much joy and balance to the point where I'm I've learned how to appreciate enough the, the, and the, it's and it's not it's not a small thing it's not it's not simple it's hard it's it's simple well it's both simple and it's hard a lot of people mm. confuse simplicity with ease and it's not it's very but it's, it's it's simple and that's that to me is wealth and sophistication and happiness um, and a sense of having enough that well that is enough for me if I during a day can be out in the water doing physical exercise and, and mental mental exercise. I can meet up with, with friends. Uh, I can do work that I'm, I like and that I'm proud of that uh, helps me grow. Then, yeah, then life is pretty complete. And it doesn't have anything to do with the acquisition of things uh, other than the things I have are really good things to do the things that uh, makes, make me feel happy. But it's not the ownership of it; it's the usage of it. So, uh, and sometimes I don't even think about the usage because the the wetsuit is keeping me warm. But uh, in the evening, I do a, try to always do a, as the sun's is setting, do a sort of a gratefulness chant and uh, make myself aware of yeah, the you know the great made wetsuit that I used today was keeping me warm and safe and. Um, all the other things that I that I have, uh, or the few things that I have acquired that I own, um, it enables me to live this life. And the the um, I think the paradox for a lot of people is that how can you find happiness in in so few things? Because we're told that we need a multitude of, of things and people in our lives to be happy. And I've been looking at well, what are the actually the essentials that um, make me happy and I found them and I'm aware that there might be other things that could make me happy too, but it's, it's about creating constraints to move forward faster and get better. So I, there's a bunch of things that I'm capable of doing, uh, but my focus is it's the surfing, mountain biking, it's the writing, reading, meeting people, giving talks that really fuels uh, my life and that I need. And I don't see any reason to replace any of those with, something else when I have the opportunity to really excel in those. And that means that I'm also pretty clear with um, when I get invites, what I do and what I don't do. Um, and that's how I, I guard the time and my attention and my creative energy. Uh, so, it's, and that's what helps it, um, helps the discipline, I think, in having a very clear focus and mindset of what, of what I want to do and how I want to live. I think it's brilliant, Pei. I, I think it's absolutely spot on. And I I relate to everything you're saying, but the thing I admire is that you're actually putting it into practice every single day 
And all the things you describe, they're all things that you're doing in the moment, aren't they? In the now. Yeah. They're not massive future goals or anything like that. I know you've got a direction and I know you you achieve things, but all the things you just described, they're all things that you absolutely do in the now. Yes. Which is all there is. It, it's the only thing that exists. And it's uh, it's really easy to be stuck in the past or in the in the future. And that's when we you know feel bad. And I, I've been... I mean, it's, it might sound that the, the journey has been very simple, but it's been the hardest, but also the most rewarding journey I've done in my life. And it's a very mental and spiritual journey. And I, I've had gone through periods of darkness and uh, uh, even de depression. And I realized what happened. And it was that I, I tried to fit into a, a life that wasn't mine to live. And... That's where the, the pain came from. Uh, and once I, I learned how to let go of um, those general ambitions that we should have and focused on what makes me happy, then life became lighter. Once I accepted myself uh, and uh, loved myself for who I am and still recognize that I'm, <clears throat> I'm living a little bit on the edge, I'm doing it because I feel great um, and uh, I've let go of what people think or the things that I'm I was taught that I needed to acquire to have a good life and I realized that I I don't I I, I know what I need Th then it becomes easier but it, it's that I think it's that gap it's a gap when we don't allow ourselves to be ourselves and we, we stretch for, for things and it's just an acceptance you know detachment and acceptance Completely. And have you found that living like that has allowed your mind to quieten down a bit as well? Yes, yes. Um, I used to have a lot of conversations and, and I have a very busy mind. And uh, I used to, um, up to a certain point, I used alcohol to just calm the mind, to tune out a little bit. And I realized I used too much. And this is several years ago. And then um, I made that connection and I, I stopped. And I thought I was going to have a problem with stopping, but I, I did it when uh, I've already started the journey and doing the things I, I love doing. And there was nothing to it. It was just, I, I realized both why I used it and I realized how meaningless it was. And I found better things uh, to replace that and tools that are actually very productive and healthy. And getting up at five in the morning, you got to, you know, and getting out in the water, you, you got to be sharp. Because uh, it's uh, it's dangerous, you know, if you don't have pay attention. Uh, so I dropped it, and these days I have a you know glass of wine, you know, socially a glass of wine. But it's a uh, it's it's not to fit in, I and mean, it's not uh, like a social lubricant because I I do and say what I what I pretty much what I please. Uh, but it's more because it's yeah, it tastes good with a glass of wine, and it's it's socially it's it's nice. But um, uh, I don't longer have any desire or uh, you know, addiction, uh, which is, uh, which is very nice. I'm very glad that I found the, the, the true connection and found a created a relationship that's, that's healthy. Well, well done. Well, I mean it, honestly, well done. Um, I've been meaning to ask as well, uh, and I know you have very few tools, possessions. Did you get the binoculars in the end? Oh, I've been looking at those. So, so I actually I think about our conversation every time I go into a 
uh, a store that has them. And most surf stores around here, they they have binoculars because people are right. on the beach and want to see the surfers. So I have, um, uh, I've been looking at a couple of different brands, but I'm, I'm a slow consumer. I, I check things out, I try things, I, I demo things because I want it to be, I buy something, I want to accept it uh, yeah. uh, right away and see that this 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 is useful uh, to yeah. me. This is the one I should have. This is the one that I will bring with me every time I go down to the beach. Um, so not not yet. There's there's a couple that are really really uh, cool. Um, so it's it's in it's in the back of my mind, and it's also something that would be easier to keep in the car. I tell you, when we when we first met, I didn't quite realize just how much surfing was part of your life either. I really didn't. I knew when we went in the water that the water meant a lot to you, yeah. but I didn't realize just how much surfing, uh, how much of a surfer you are, and how much is part of you. Yeah, it's been growing over the past couple of years. Uh, I haven't done it that much this past year, and then uh, I, because uh, I've been out traveling, and uh, now I reconnected with it. And I realized when I got back here how much I I love it, and how, how important part of it is of the day to have something to have a structure. And I think a lot of people down here they saw this begin their days. They yeah they uh, jump into the cars, drive down, go out surfing for 30 minutes an hour, and then they head directly and have a shower down by the beach, change clothes, and then they head to work. That's their meditation. And, uh, and both men and women, uh, and it doesn't matter what weather it is or if they catch any waves, it's just got to get into the water and, and um, you know, got to show up, you know, show up for yourself. We, we come into the end of our chat, nearly uh-huh. uh, pay. It's flown by as usual, and it's been a real yes. treat. Thanks for uh, chatting away and taking the call. But um, is there any sort of little tips you'd like to leave us with for anyone listening? I think the, I think the the core of what I've been exploring is to get to know my self and my my why why I exist, and just accept that and 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 follow that. Trust my intuition and and be clear in how I communicate. Uh, with what I what I need, so uh, um, I think it's thinking about the difference between need and wants. Uh, so needs are, you know, the what you what you the essentials for you to function as a human being. And it's to me, it's okay to satisfy that survival need. And I don't see wants are something that is very much fabricated and hasn't anything to do with thriving. I think once you satisfy your survival needs, you are thriving, um, and uh, you can move into sort of self-realization piece, and that's thriving. Um, while it's been associated with having everything you want, and you can have all your dreams and all that kind of, you know, it's all those fantasies, but it's just stuff, and it's not going to do you any any good to focus, refocus on the wants, even though that if you have the financial opportunity. Just stick to your needs and explore those and go deeper with those needs because that's where the, the gold is. I agree. And I, I think, I mean, would you agree that I think the more you explore the wants, the further you get taken away from the needs and then other problems occur? Yes. Oh, yeah. You open up the whole bag of uh, of crap. <laughs> oh, it's been a real treat, Pay. Thanks a lot. Likewise. It's been, it's been great. So let's catch up again soon. Yeah, we will. Thanks so much. Right. Yeah, cheers. Bye. Bye-bye.